section twenty five of the book of a thousand nights and a night volume eight this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org read by ruhi huck the book of a thousand nights and a night volume eight by anonymous translated by richard francis burton eighteen twenty one to eighteen ninety section twenty five when it was the eight hundred and forty sixth night she continued it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the merchant awoke he strave with his yearnings till morning when he said to himself there is no help but that i go this day to some one who will expound to me this vision so he went forward and walked right and left till he was far from his dwelling-place but found none to interpret the dream to him then he would have returned but on his way behold the fancy took him to turn aside to the house of a certain trader a man of the wealthiest and when he drew near to it suddenly he heard from within a plaintive voice from a sorrowful heart reciting these couplets the breeze of morn blows uswards from her trace fragrant and heals the love-sick lover's case i stand like captives on the mounds and ask while tears make answer for the ruined place quoth i by allah breeze of morning say shall time and fortune i this stead regrace shall i enjoy a fawn whose form bewitched and languorous eyelids wasted fame and face when masrur heard this he looked in through the doorway and saw a garden of the goodliest of gardens and as its farther end a curtain of red brocade pearled with pearls and gems behind which sat four damsels and amongst them a young lady over four feet and under five feet in height as she were the rondeur of the lune and the full moon shining moon she had eyes cold with nature's dye and joined eyebrows a mouth as it were solomon's seal and lips and teeth bright with pearls and corals light and indeed she ravished all wits with her beauty and loveliness and symmetry and perfect grace when masrur espied her he entered the porch and went on entering till he came to the curtain whereupon she raised her head and glanced at him so he saluted her and she returned his salam with sweetest speech and when he considered her more straightly his reason was dazed and his heart amazed then he looked at the garden and saw that it was full of jessamine and gilly flowers and violets and roses and orange blossoms and all manner sweet-scented blooms and herbs every tree was girt about with fruits and there coursed down water from four dances which faced one another and occupied the four corners of the garden he looked at the first liwan and found written around it with vermilion these two couplets ho thou the house grief never home in thee nor time work treason on thine owner's head all good betide the house which every guest harbours when sore distressed for way instead then he looked at the second dads and found written thereon in red gold these couplets robe thee o house in richest raiment time long as the birdies on the branchless chime and sweetest perfumes breathed within thy walls and lover meet beloved in bliss sublime and dwell thy dwellers all in joy and pride long as the wandering stars heaven hill shall climb then he looked at the third 
whereon he found written in ultramarine these two couplets ever thy pomp and pride o house display whilst starkeneth night and shineth sheeny day boon fortune bless all entering thy walls and whomso dwell in thee for ever and i then he looked at the fourth and saw painted in yellow characters this couplet this garden and this lake in truth are fair sitting steads by the lord of ruth moreover in that garden were birds of all breeds ringdove and cushat and nightingale and culver each singing his several song and amongst them the lady swaying gracefully to and fro in her beauty and grace and symmetry and loveliness and ravishing all who saw her presently quoth she to masrur hola man what bringeth thee into a house other than thy house and wherefore comest thou in unto women other than thy women without leave of their owner quoth he o my lady i saw this garden and the goodliness of its greenery pleased me and the fragrance of its flowers and the carolling of its birds so i entered thinking to gaze on it a while and wend my way said she with love and gladness and masrur was amazed at the sweetness of her speech and the coquetry of her glances and the straightness of her shape and transported by her beauty and seemlihead and the pleasantness of the garden and the birds so in the disorder of his spirits he recited these couplets as the crescent moon in the garth her form mid basil and jasmine and rose i scan and violet faced by the myrtle spray and no man's bloom and my rovelan by her perfume the zephyrs perfumed breathe and with scented sighing the branches fan o garden thou perfect of beauty art all charms comprising in perfect plan and melodious birdies sing madrigals and the full moon shineth in branch shade wan its ringdove its culver its mocking-bird and its philomel sing my soul to unman and the longing of love all my wits confuseth for her charms as the man whom his wine bemuseth now when zayn al-muassif heard this verse she glanced at him with eyes which bequeathed a thousand sighs and utterly ravished his wisdom and wits and replied to him in these lines hope not of our favours to make thy prey and what of thou wishest thy greed allay and cease thy longing thou canst not win the love of the fair thou art fain to say my glances to lovers are baleful and naught i reek of thy speech i have said my say ho thou be gone about thy business for we are none of the woman tribe who are neither thine nor another's and he answered o my lady i said nothing ill quoth she thou sowest to divert thyself and thou hast had thy diversion so wend thy ways quoth he o my lady belike thou wilt give me a draught of water for i am athirst whereupon she cried how canst thou drink of a jew's water and thou a nazarene but he replied o my lady your water is not forbidden to us nor ours unlawful to you for we are all as one creation so she said to her slave girl give him to drink and she did as she was bidden then she called for the table of food and there came four damsels high-bosomed maids bearing four trays of meats and four gilt flagons full of strong old wine as it were the tears of a slave of love for clearness and the table around whose edge were graven these couplets for eaters a table they brought and set in the banquet hall and twas dight with gold 
like the eternal garden that gathers all man wants of meat and wines manifold and when the high-breasted maids had set all this before him quoth she thou soughtest to drink of our drink so up and at our meat and drink he could hardly credit what his ears had heard and sat down at the table forthright whereupon she bade her nurse give him a cup that he might drink now her slave-girls were called one hubab another khutab and the third sukab and she who gave him the cup was hubab so he took the cup and looking at the outside there saw written these couplets drain not the bowl but with lovely white who loves thee and wine makes brighter bright and wear her scorpions that o'er thee creep and guard thy tongue lest thou vex her sprite then the cup went round and when he emptied it he looked inside and saw written and wear her scorpions when pressing them and hide her secret from foes despite whereupon masrur laughed her words and she asked him what causeth thee to laugh for the fulness of my joy quoth he presently the breeze blew on her and the scarf fell from her head and discovered a fillet of glittering gold set with pearls and gems and jacinths and on her breast was a necklace of all manner ring jewels and precious stones to the centre of which hung a sparrow of red gold with feet of red coral and bill of white silver and body full of nad power and pure ambergris and odiferous mask and upon its back was engraved the nad is my wine-scented powder my bread and the bosom's my bed and the breast's my stead and my neck nape complains of the weight of love of my pain of my pine of my dreary head then masrur looked at the breast of her shift and behold thereon lay rotten in red gold this verse the fragrance of musk from the breasts of the fair zephyr borrows to sweeten the morning air masrur marvelled at this with exceeding wonder and was dazed by her charms and amazement get hold upon them then said zayn al-muwassif to him be gone from us and go about thy business lest the neighbours hear of us and even us with the lewd he replied by allah o my lady suffer my sight to enjoy the view of thy beauty and loveliness with this she was wroth with him and leaving him walked in the garden and he looked at her shift sleeve and saw upon it embroidered these lines the weaver white wrote with gold or bright and her wrists on brocade rained a brighter light her palms are adorned with a silvern sheen and favour her fingers the ivory's white for their tips are rounded like priceless pearl and her charms would enlighten the nightiest night and as she paced the garth masrur gazed at her slippers and saw written upon them these pleasant lines the slippers that carry these fair young feet cause her form to bend in its gracious bloom when she paces and waves in the breeze she owns she shines fullest moon in the murkiest gloom she was followed by her women leaving hubbub with masrur by the curtain upon whose edge was embroidered these couplets behind the veil a damsel sits with gracious beauty dight praise to the lord who decked her with these inner gifts of sprite guards her the garden and the bird fain bears in her company gladden her wine draughts and the bowl but makes her brighter bright apple and cassia blossom show their envy of her cheeks and borrows pearl resplendency from her resplendent light as though the sperm that gendered her were drop of marguerite happy who kisses her and spends in her embrace the night
so masrur entered into a long discourse with hubbub and presently said to her o hubbub hath thy mistress a husband or not she replied my lady hath a husband but he is actually abroad on a journey with merchandise of his now when as he heard that her husband was abroad on a journey his heart lusted after her and he said o hubbub glorified be he who created this damsel and fashioned her how sweet is her beauty and her loveliness and her symmetry and perfect grace verily into my heart is fallen sore travail for her o hubbub so do that i come to enjoy her and thou shalt have of me and thou wilt of wealth and what not else replied hubbub o nazarene if she heard thee speak thus she would slay thee or else she would kill herself for she is the daughter of a zealot of the jews nor is there her like amongst them she hath no need of money and she keepeth herself ever cloistered discovering not her case to any quoth masrur o hubbub and thou wilt but bring me to enjoy her i will be to thee slave and footpage and will serve thee all my life and give thee whatsoever thou seekest of me but quoth she o masrur in very sooth this woman has no lust for money nor yet for men because my lady zen al-mawassif is of the cloistered going not forth her house-door in fear lest folk see her but that she bore with thee by reason of thy strangerhood she hath not permitted thee to pass her threshold no not though thou wert her brother he replied o hubbub be thou our go-between and thou shalt have of me an hundred gold dinars in a dress worth as much more for that the love of her hath gotten hold of my heart hearing this she said o man let me go about with her in talk and i will return thee and answer and acquaint thee with what she said indeed she loveth those who berhyme her and she affecteth those who set forth her charms in beauty and loveliness in verse and we may not prevail over her save by wiles and soft speech and beguilement thereupon hubbub rose and going up to her mistress accosted her with privy talk of this and that and presently said to her o my lady look at yonder young man the nazarene how sweet is his speech and how shapely his shape when zain al muasif heard this she turned to her and said and thou like his comeliness love him thyself art thou not ashamed to address the like of me with these words go bid him be gone about his business or i will make it the worse for him so hubbub returned to masrur but acquainted him not with that which her mistress had said then the lady bade her hie to the door and look if she saw any of the folk lest foul befall them so she went and returning said o my lady without our folk in plenty and we cannot let him go forth this night quoth zain al muasif i am in dole because of a dream i have seen and am fearful therefrom and masrur said what sawest thou allah never trouble thy heart she replied i was asleep in the middle of the night when suddenly an eagle swooped down upon me from the highest of the clouds and would have carried me off from behind the curtain wherefore i was affrighted at him then i awoke from sleep and bade my women bring me meat and drink so happily when i had drunken the doler of the dream would cease from me hearing this mansur smiled and told her his dream from first to last and how he had caught the dove whereat she marvelled with exceeding marvel then he went on to talk with her at great length and said i am now certified 
of the truth of my dream for thou art the dove and i the eagle and there is no hope but that this must be for the moment i set eyes on thee thou tookest possession of my vitals and settest my heart afire for love of thee thereupon zayn al-muwassif became wroth with exceeding wrath and said to him i take refuge with allah from this allah upon thee be gone about thy business ere the neighbours espy thee and there betide us sore approach adding hark ye man let not thy soul covet that it shall not obtain thou wearest thyself in vain for i am a merchant's wife and a merchant's daughter and thou art a druggist and when sawest thou a druggist and a merchant's daughter conjoined by such sentiment he replied o my lady never lacked loveliest between folk so cut thou not off from me hope of this and whatsoever thou seekest of me of money and raiment and ornaments and what not else i will give thee then he abode with her in discourse and mutual blaming while she still redoubled in anger till it was black night when he said to her o my lady take this gold piece and fetch me a little wine for i am a thirst and heavy hearted so she said to the slave girl habab fetch him wine and take naught from him for we have no need of his dinar so she went whilst masrur held his peace and bespake not the lady who suddenly improvised these lines leave this thy design and depart o man nor tread paths where lewdness and crime trepan love is a net shall enmesh thy sprite make thee rising a morning sad weary and wan for i spy thou shalt ache be the cause of talk and for thee shall blame me my tribe and clan ye scant i marvel thou lovest a fair gazelle's hunting lions we i shall scan and he answered her with these joy of boughs bright branch of myrobalan have ruth on the heart all thy charms unman death cup to the dregs thou garrest me drain and don weed of love with its bane and ban how can soothe i a heart which for stress of pine burns with living coals which my longings fan hearing these lines she exclaimed away from me quoth she saw who so loses his sight weary his sprite by allah i am tired of discourse with thee and chiding and indeed thy soul coveteth that shall never become thine nay though thou gave me my weight in gold thou shouldest not get thy wicked will of me for i know not of the things of the world save pleasant life by the boon of allah almighty he answered o my lady zayn al-muwassif ask of me what thou wilt of the goods of the world quoth she what shall i ask of thee for sure thou wilt fare forth and prate of me in the highway and i shall become a laughing stock among the folk and they will make a byword of me in verse me who am the daughter of the chief of the merchants and whose father is known of the notables of the tribe i have no need of money or raiment and such love will not be hidden from the people and i shall be brought to shame i and my kith and kin with this masrur was confounded and could make her no answer but presently she said indeed the master thief if he steal stealeth not but what is worth his neck and every woman who doth lewdness with another than her husband is styled a thief so it must be thus and no help thou shalt give me whatsoever my heart desireth of money and raiment and ornaments and what not quoth he and thou sought of me the world and all its regions contained from east to its west to a but a little thing compared with thy favour and quoth she i will have of thee three suits 
each worth a thousand egyptian dinars and adorned with gold and fairly purfled with pearls and jewels and jacinths the best of their kind furthermore i require that you swear to me thou wilt keep my secret nor discover it to any and that thou wilt company with none but me and i in turn will swear to thee a true oath that i will never false thee in love so he sware to her the oath she required and she sware to him and they agreed upon this after which she said to her nurse hubbub to-morrow go thou with masrur to his lodging and seek somewhat of musk and ambergris and nad and rose water and see what he hath if he be a man of condition i will take him into favour but an he be otherwise we will leave him then said she to him o masrur i desire somewhat of musk and ambergris and aloes wood and nad so do thou send it me by hubbub and he answered with love and gladness my shop is at thy disposal then the wine went round between them and their seance was sweet but masrur's heart was troubled for the passion and pining which possessed him and when zain al muasif saw him in this plight she said to her slave-girl sukub arouse masrur from his stupor mayhap he will recover answered sukub hearkening and obedience and sang these couplets bring gold and gear and a lover thou and him thy love so success shall row joy the smiling fawn with the black-edged eyne and the bending lines of the cassia bow on her look and a marvel therein shalt sight and pour out thy life ere thy life term show love's effect be this and thou weak the same but and gold deceive thee leave gold and go hereupon masrur understood her and said i hear and apprehend never was grief but after came relief and after affliction dealing he will order the healing then zain al muasif recited these couplets from love's stupor awake o masrur twere best for this day i dread my love rend thy breast and to-morrow i fear me folk's marvel tale shall make us a byword from east to west leave love of thy like or thou'lt gain thee blame why turn thee aswards such love's unblest for one strange of lineage whose kin repel thou shalt wake in famed of friends dispossessed i am a zealot's child and afflight the folk would my life were ended and i at rest then masrur answered her improvisation and began to say these lines to grief leave a heart that to love ne'er ceased nor blame for your blame ever love increased you misrule my vitals in triant guide morn and eve i wend not or west or east lover's law forbids me to do me die they say love's victim is never released well away could i find in love's court a judge i'd plain and win to my rights at least they cease not from mutual chiding till morning morrowed when zain al muasif said o masrur tis time for thee to depart lest one of the folk see thee and foul befall us twain so he arose and accompanied by nurse hubbub fared on till they came to his lodging where he talked with her and said to her all thou seekest of me is ready for thee so but thou wilt bring me to enjoy her hubbub replied hearten thy heart whereupon he rose and gave her a hundred dinars saying o hubbub i have by me a dress worth a hundred gold pieces answered 
she o masrur make haste with the trinkets and other things promised her ere she change her mind for we may not take her save with wile and guile and she loveth the saying of verse quoth he hearing and obeying and bringing her the musk and ambergris and the lime aloes and rose-water returned with her to zayn al muasif and saluted her she returned his salam with the sweetest speech and he dazed by her beauty and improvised these lines o thou shenious sun who in night dost shine o who stole my soul with those large black eyne o slim-shaped fair with the graceful neck o who shamest rose with those cheek o thine blind not our sight with thy fell disdain that shall load us with pain and pine passion homes in our inmost nor will be quenched the fire of yearning in vitals lion your love has housed in heart of me and of issue but you see i ne'er a sign then haply you'll pity this hapless wight thy sad lover and then o the morn divine when zayl al muasif heard these verses she cast at him a glance of eyes that bequeathed him a thousand regrets and sighs and his wits and soul were ravished in such wise and answered him with these couplets think not from her of whom thou art enamoured ay to win delight so put desire from thee away leave that thou hopest for gainst her rigours whom thou lovest among the fair in vain is all thou canst essay my looks to lovers bring discomfiture and woe indeed i make no count of that which thou dost say when masrur heard this he hardened his heart and took patience concealing his case and saying in himself there is nothing for it against calamity save long-suffering and after this fashion they abode till nightfall when zayn al muasif called for food and they set before her a tray wherein were all manners of dishes quails and pigeons and mutton and so forth whereof they ate their sufficiency then she bade take away the tables and they did so and fetched the lavatory gear and they washed their hands after which she ordered her women to bring the candlesticks and they set on candlebrine candles therein of camphorated wax thereupon quoth zayn al muasif by allah my breast is straitened this night and i am a fevered and quoth masrur allah broaden thy breast and banish thy bane and she said o masrur i am used to play at chess say me knowest aught of the game he replied yes i am skilled therein thereupon she commanded her handmaid hubbub to fetch her the chess-board so she went away and presently returning with the board set it before her and behold it was of ivory marketride ebony with squares marked in glittering gold and its pieces of pearl and ruby and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say End of section twenty five